Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Carol Perlman, and I'm so glad to be here providing another episode for you. As I record this, it's November, and we're getting ready to head into the holiday season. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to healthy habits and the holidays. And I really do believe that those two things can coexist with each other. And that it is possible to stay on track with your health goals and whatever plan you have been working really hard to implement and not derail all of your progress with some crazy holiday celebrations. So I wanted to prepare this episode for you today so you can go into your holiday celebrations with a plan and with a mindset that's going to really work for you so that you can stay on track and then keep going beyond the holidays and into next year into 2022, staying on track and doing even better with whatever your health goals are. So here's the thing, you know, the holidays come around and there are those defined or those, um, you know, the specific holiday meals or holiday parties or holiday events. And they really aren't that many, but the, the holidays, quote unquote, can feel like this ongoing holiday period of, let's say, about six weeks. And so if you're not careful, it can feel like you're giving yourself permission to just go off the rails and undo a lot of the work that you've been doing and not really follow a plan because it's the quote unquote holidays. But really those holidays are individual events. They are meals, they are parties, they are specific celebrations. um, And they don't have to bleed into the entire day or the entire week or the entire next six weeks. And so I wanted to share some strategies for you today so that you can start thinking about it, decide what you want your plan to be, and then really work to put this in place so that you stay on track. And most importantly, I want you to enjoy the holidays. You know, the holidays are about the people. They're about the traditions. They're about, um, you know, especially this year, being together with the people that we are able to be with that we couldn't last year. And that's what we're really celebrating. And there's a religious component for many people and the true meaning of the holiday that we're celebrating. And yes, I know food is wrapped up in the tradition. And for a lot of people, myself included, the holidays are all about eating certain foods, but I still believe that it is possible to stay on track with your goals and enjoy the holidays and enjoy even the holiday foods that are meaningful for you. So let's talk about it. So the first thing I want to say about that today really goes back to one of the sayings that one of my, one of the first coaches that I worked with many years ago, probably, I don't know, probably approaching 10 years ago, told me this expression and I really just love it. And Amy, if you're listening, I got to credit this to you. And the expression is add in to squeeze out. 
you will be a lot more successful if you think about adding in the foods that are good for you, the foods that you want to have in your daily diet, rather than focusing on the things that you are trying to have less of like sugar and excess calories and processed food. Focus more on what it is that you want to add in, and then you will just naturally have less room for all the others. You will naturally squeeze them out of the way. And so As you go through the next several weeks, I want you to continue to keep your focus on creating good meals for yourself. However many meals you normally eat during the day, if it's two, if it's three, if it's four, if it's five, whatever has been working for you, still have those meals uh, so that you don't go into the holiday meal or the holiday event starving because we all know what happens when you let yourself get too hungry, then everything all of a sudden looks so much more appealing. The food seems to taste so much better and we just go a little crazy. Whereas if you had your normal meals, let's say you're going to a holiday dinner, have your normal breakfast, have your normal lunch, even, you know, they, you hear people say this all the time, even have a snack before you go take an edge off the hunger so that when you get there, you can stay in control. You can make decisions about what foods you want to try and how much you want to have, but you're not going to feel like you're in a hunger emergency and just trying to get your blood sugar back up and, and, you know, kind of right the ship again. So maybe you'll skim a little bit off your meals. Maybe you'll, you'll skim a little off your breakfast and a little off your lunch. If you want to save room for a bigger dinner, or if you're someone who tracks uh, calorie intake on some kind of app or some kind of tracking system. Maybe you want to reserve a little bit from your other meals, but still have a good, healthy, well-rounded breakfast, lunch, and snack before you go into that holiday dinner. It's just going to make it instinctively easier to stay on track because you're not going to be so hungry. And then related to that, and it's sort of a a separate topic, but I want you to think about how many meals you're having a day And again, along with the same principle, don't let yourself get overly hungry. So if you have a breakfast, let's say at six, and then you have nothing until your next meal at dinner time. Personally, I don't even know how one could do that. I would be passed out. I tend to get shaky and I just can't even fathom that. that. But I know some people do that. Um, But I think it works against, for most people, it works against you letting yourself get too hungry, too shaky, um, you know, lightheaded, unable to think straight, and then you're not going into that next meal with a plan. So I find that it, you know, for most people, it is helpful to eat every two to three hours and have, you know, intentional meals, intentional snacks that have good quality foods and keep your energy level up. And then when you go into these holiday events, you're not feeling like you're in any kind of panic mode because you're overly hungry. So add in to squeeze out eat your meals during the day leading up to a holiday event, maybe trim a little bit off the amount that you're, that you would normally have so that you have a little extra wiggle room, but make sure you don't go into those events starving. And then the next thing I want to say is that it is possible to upgrade. This is another term. I don't know if it was Amy who taught this to me or someone else that, you know, I've worked with a lot of people over the years, but you can upgrade some of your favorite foods so that they are healthier versions. And if you follow me, you know that I firmly believe that healthy food can still be nutritious. It can be beautiful. It can be colorful. It can have a really nice presentation. It can be so yummy, but you just don't have to have all the garbage in it that's going to lead to an excess in calories and, you know, um, food, I don't even want to say ingredients, but chemicals that you just aren't going to feel as great having them in your body. 
So if there are foods that are really specific to your holiday, or maybe they are traditional for your family, think about, do you want to keep them in their original form? Some of you might say, yes, I know for sure that we have family recipes that I wouldn't dare alter. They, they must be eaten in their true form. But then there are others that maybe you can feel like, yeah, we, we could upgrade this. Like my family celebrates Hanukkah. We make potato pancakes. And some years we have family members, God bless them, who make them from scratch and fry them the way they are traditionally made. And then other years we have family members, also God bless them, who make them from scratch and bake them. And those baked ones are also delicious and they really don't detract from the overall authenticity of the food. And so you may take a look at all the different options that you're considering for your menu and think about, are there any that you'd want to upgrade where it really won't compromise the taste too much and you won't feel so heavy from having so many of the heavy foods. And then think about the, the others that maybe you don't want to upgrade. You're going to keep in their traditional form, but maybe just think about moderation. So if you're going to have a serving because it's really important to you on the holiday to participate in these traditional foods, then just scale back on your serving so you get a taste of it and you still feel like you're participating. Because, you know, have you ever noticed that after a while you have one bite, you know, one bite's fantastic, two bites really good. Okay, three bite is good, but three bites are good. But beyond that, it's just the same. It's not tasting any different. It's not giving you any any more of an enhanced experience. It's just more of the same and you don't really need it. So really think about moderating the dishes that are heavier, that are going to be more likely to take you off track from your goals. You can still have them, but just really scale back on them. And then the other thing to think about is making as much of the foods as one reasonably can. And I totally get it. Sometimes, you know, if you're hosting and you have a lot going on, you have a time crunch and you have lots of other things that you're juggling, you may need to rely on some of the conveniences, whether it's, you know, the service of having other people make it or buying ingredients or certain dishes that are packaged. But as much as you can, if you can make things from scratch, you have better control over what's in them. So you're not going to have all of the processed ingredients, the stabilizing ingredients, the ones that give it the extra long shelf life. You'll have more pure ingredients. They're going to taste better. You're going to feel better from them. And overall, they're going to be, um, they're likely to be better for you. So see what you can make, take um, as many of the recipes or traditional foods that are important to you in your celebration and see if you or someone else in attendance of your event can make them from scratch. They're going to be a lot better. And then of course, there's always a strategy of making sure that you have lots and lots of vegetables because you can fill your plate. A lot of people feel like when they're at a holiday event or a special dinner, a special meal, you want to feel like you have a full plate, like you're, you're, um, you're not you know, skimping on anything, well, stack your plate with vegetables. They're going to help you feel full. They're going to be good for you. They're going to provide nutrients. They're going to provide fiber. And then you can put some of the other dishes on your plate, but you're going to psychologically feel more satisfied because you're going to look at your plate. You're going to see a lot of food and you're not going to experience that same sense of deprivation. Whereas if you just took a few small servings of some of those favorite heavier foods and put them on a big empty plate, psychologically, you're going to feel like you're missing out. You're going to feel like you didn't have enough food, like, like this was too small of a portion. And then you're more likely to go back for more. But if you have started out with a, with a plate that's full, it has lots of colors, it's beautiful, it's appetizing, 
you're adding to your nutrition with all the vegetables and you're leaving some space for the more decadent dishes. And that's a really great meal. The other thing you can think about is eating those vegetables first. So allow yourself to fill up on them, really give yourself a generous portion and fill up on them so that then when it comes time to eating the heavier dishes, like I said, you're going to squeeze out room. You're just not going to have as much room for them anymore. And you won't feel like you're forcing yourself to say no or to stop. You're just naturally going to feel full and feel ready to stop. And then, you know, you hear a lot about this, this idea of slowing down. I'm not even going to get into eating mindfully at a holiday dinner, but just slow down. If you can try to put your fork down in between bites or every couple of bites and look around and take in the scene, take in, you know, all the people that you are able to be with now, take in the overall atmosphere of the holiday, the, the decorations, the smells, listen to the conversation, the sound of laughter, the sound of kids, the sound of grandparents, um, take it all in. You know, all of those elements are in, and are an important part of the meal in addition to the food itself. And so take it slowly, enjoy all the food, especially if you're allowing yourself to have some of these favorite traditional meals, enjoy every bite, put your fork down in between and make those smaller portion sizes last longer so that you feel less deprived. And then of course, we have to talk about movement. So a hundred percent, I would say stick to your normal exercise routine throughout the holiday season, even though It tends to be busier. You now have more shopping to do. You're getting ready for gatherings and family events, and you still have the regular day-to-day operations of work, family, taking care of a household. But your exercise is still one of the top, top priorities in your day. So do not give yourself permission to let it go and say, I'm just going to skip it for now and I'll get back on track over the holidays because you will 100% feel better when you're moving your body. You have endorphins going, you feel connected to your body. You're going to feel better. You're going to go into your holiday gatherings in a better mood. You're going to experience those interactions better because you're feeling better about yourself. So maybe you have to scale back a little bit and maybe you can't spend an hour a day at an exercise class or you take an hour long walk. So maybe you scale back and do 30 minutes, but that's going to feel so much better than doing nothing at all. So definitely keep up that part of your routine. It's also going to help you manage the stress. You know, holidays, there's this um, concept there is, there's eustress, I believe the word is, and dis, uh, distress. Distress, we obviously know, is, is negative. And eustress, it, it's good stress. We're excited. We get to, and that's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. We're excited to see family members. We're excited to celebrate the holidays. But just all that chaos and all the additional activity can be kind of stressful. And so exercising daily is going to help you offset that. And then you can also work that into family meals. So have a great meal, enjoy those foods. And then what if you made it part of the tradition that everybody goes for a family walk? Maybe you do it before the meal. Um, Maybe you do it after the meal. And, you know, whether you, if you can get people to go with you, fantastic. And even if you can't, take yourself for a short walk. Even if it's 15 minutes, you're going to feel better. And it's just going to be a check mark in the positive activities that you're doing to help your help your um, your health during the holiday season. And 
then the last thing I want to talk about is sleep and rest. And this is so important for managing the stress of a holiday and the holiday season. So also you'll notice that a theme here is just consistency, just trying to keep up with the same good habits that you work on all year round with your regular meal times, regular exercise habit and regularized regular sleep schedule. So still try to go to bed at the same time that you normally do try to wake up at the same time. Um, if you need to take some rest, I'm a huge fan of taking naps, short naps so that they don't totally disrupt your bedtime sleep and make it harder to fall asleep. But I'll let you in on a little secret. I try to take a rest almost every single day. And whether I actually fall asleep or I'm just watching a little Netflix, I find that it makes a really big difference to take that break during the day. So don't neglect your sleep. Make that also part of staying healthy during the holidays. And then related to that is um, making sure, as I mentioned, that you have some downtime, whether it's a short rest in the afternoon or whether it's taking a day, you know, if you're with a whole bunch of family, just take a few minutes. If you have to hide out in a bedroom or, or even a bathroom or go for a walk and just take some time for yourself. You know, sometimes all this stimulation of being with other people can be a lot and it can make you feel kind of fuzzy. It can lead you to make decisions that you're, you know, less intentional decisions when it comes to food, because your head just feels a little scattered. So take the time to decompress, to experience some calm, you know, listen to music, go for a walk and do the things that normally help you relax and keep yourself in balance over the holidays. So there you have it. I hope this is helpful. I hope you'll listen to this before you go into your holiday meals and holiday gatherings and think about how you are really going to put this into action and make this work for you so that you have a successful holiday season. I want you to continue to be on track and go into the new year ready to just continue on and take things to a deeper level without feeling like you've, you've backtracked and now you have to undo a lot of nonsense that happened in the last six weeks of the year. All right. Have a wonderful holiday if you are celebrating and I'll be back next week. Bye everyone. Hello friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello and thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthythenumber4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21 day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthy for life by carolperlman.com and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences. 
but the general one is just the It's About Time, Time Management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date. And there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out. And I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.